Bruising Banner Podcast. Banner Podcast. Bruising Banner Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banner Podcast. I am your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I got water, I got, you know, juice or whatever. He's like, y'all need twin legs? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I do. to everybody is, does Delaware have an actual culture? This is the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world. Politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here. Sampling these brews. Grab a drink and pull up a chair. <laughs> That was so inappropriate. Midgets <laughs> <laughs> can't have girlfriends. What the fuck? That's wrong, man. Some ladies like midgets. Stop calling right. them midgets. He might have meant midget in terms of in terms not actual stature, but like maybe game wise. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, metaphors and because, it, and because it rhymes with Bridget. Right, right. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, but he could have thought of another name. But what was that? Ni- what was that? Ninety three. Until infinity, yes. <laughs> right, so I just had to make sure it was 93. So 93, he definitely didn't mean money. Right, he did He definitely didn't mean uh, any of the shit y'all talking about. He's talking about yeah, that. He meant, short, he meant, he meant <laughs> little people. Why? You wasn't in the Bay at that time. He might have meant his money. <laughs> hey, you know, he was definitely metaphors, about that. metaphors all day in, 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 uh, in writing and, you know, lyrics. Yeah, right. well, he was talking about uh-huh. a little that. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banter Podcast, where the topic is the rocket and the brew. Well, that be the fuel. And I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary brew crew. What's going mm-hmm. on, fellas? Hey, how you doing? What is going on, everyone? I'm doing how amazing. Doing? Hi. Mm. <laughs> yes, Hi. top of the top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the, yep, it is top of the morning. You're right. Top of the morning. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I knew. Very, I knew. Very, very, very Chris. Top of the evening. Top of the evening. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Cheers. Hey, Happy yeah, yeah. New Year. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is episode 122 of Bruising Banter Podcast, and it is. Our social distancing series. Actually, I should mm-hmm. just stop saying that yeah. because it doesn't it, make any sense anymore. No, yeah, it's, it's, this is the podcast. I mean, it, still, <laughs> it still makes sense, but like people were probably know we're gonna be social distancing forever because we'll have guests streaming. So we'll all right. we have guests will be yeah, unless right, right, right. unless they get flown out, flewed out, mm-hmm. flewed mm-hmm. out. That's right, flewed okay. out. When people get flewed out, they mean that's a totally different thing. They don't mean they come to talk on a podcast. They oh, coming to get him work. Oh, oh, That's oh. what happened when you get flewed out. You don't get no, flewed I mean, out for I, nothing. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been flewed out. Yeah, I thought they were coming out to be I on the podcast. Pay. I've had to I pay was, for every yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't get flewed out, Rob. And if I, I didn't pay for it, I gotta pay the motherfucker back who paid for it. When you got flewed out, when you get flewed out, you got um time for the twerkulator on with city girls. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. There you go. Um, this is episode 122 of Bruce and Brandon Podcast. So we do have another guest with us today. Man, we keep it coming. All the way, all way from the bay. All the way from the bay. What? 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 Whoa. Well, he from the bay. We should was he, we gotta find out if he was there in 93. And what a midget is. So, so we can find out what a, what he meant. Yeah, when yeah, maybe he know what a maybe they maybe he, 
Maybe the lingo was happening back then. Go get out of here. You need some short money. There you go. Short uh, money minutes. From the Bay, we have D Nell, D Neil, mm-hmm. aka Beard Talk. Now I'm bringing him to the program. What up? What up? What up? What's up, D Neil? Welcome, welcome. It's always a good time when I get to talk to y'all, man. This is this is a beautiful thing. That's what's up. Absolutely. That's what's up. So Appreciate before we get started, on. We, need, we need to know one thing. That uh it kind of sounds nasty, D Neil. What does that D stand for? Clear it up for <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm glad sounds nasty. I was in the, you know, I was backstage sounds I was nasty. in 93. I was, I was nine years old, man. I was still listening to Michael Jackson in 93. So I, I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you, but just so from listening to yeah, yeah listen to this call now. I mean, you know, I don't know how vulgar I can be on the show, but I mean, man, you can be as vulgar as you need. He's he definitely talking about the man. He's like, he just ain't, he ain't got, the, he ain't got the stroke game. That's what he oh, that's what that is. Oh, oh, he ain't got the stroke game. Yeah, you know, he ain't looking. He just, he just telling her like he like. That's why he's like, he ain't got it like that. Damn, you know what I mean? Like, look at that nigga walk. You know he ain't fucking right. Right. Makes sense. That makes sense. Bridget, your man's a midget. That was seven digits. That's a classic, man. That definitely is a classic. It is definitely classic. You got to keep going. It's classic. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm feeling kind of old though. He said he was nine. Uh, nine years old. I think I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. I was in the like, freshman year. I was in the like freshman year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Damn. I'm a, I'm a young man. Young. Man. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Young whippersnapper. Young grasshopper. Yeah, area too. Oh, that's, baby, that's baby boy. That's Jody. Uh, Jody. Jody. Hey, Jody. What up, Jody? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> That's a classic. You know, that was supposed to be for Pop. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I know. it was. Know. That would have been a totally different. That would have been yeah. a totally different movie. Uh, totally different. Totally different. <laughs> totally different. Uh, I don't, think I don't know how beat up Tupac in the, in the bathroom. In the I don't kitchen? know. Or or what would that interaction? I don't know how that would have went down. Tupac and Snoop Dogg yeah. as the you know as the uh, that'd have been lit because they was boys, man. Yeah, right. That'd have been lit. They had definitely had to, they had to dig deep and been like, oh yeah, man, when you came on, everybody thought that you just took over Death Row. You know what I mean? I watch a lot of the behind <laughs> right. the music, VH1 and everything, mm-hmm. but definitely when Snoop was talking, I was like, a lot of people thought that about Pac. Like, oh, you just came on and took over Death Row. But he was like, man, before Pac was a no name at that time. I mean, he had a digital underground, but like it was literally Dr. Dre and, and Snoop Dogg. They was holding down yeah. Death Row for real for yep. real. Like, Come on, man. Doggy style, and that was yes. Gina juice, like come on, juice, man. Yep. Yeah, Those were the sick. times that my wife was stuck in. She won't let him go. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can't blame her with that music. It's good. Listen, it's yeah. good music, but like all the time, I, I, I sometimes I like to hear some new shit. It's okay. Right, <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. So what, oh, yeah. what y'all yeah. listening to that's new, man? Hip hop wise, that's a good question. Man, I listen to anything. Uh, J. Cole's new album. That's on J. Cole's new album is, is good. J. Cole's yeah, new album. That's in, ro- that's in rotation. Definitely, man. 
I think I, I think I mean I like that. I like that that pop band. I mean, but I listen to all. I, 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 I mean, little, a little, little baby, the baby, yeah, the baby, the baby, yeah. he baby, she baby. I find my shit on shuffle. You know, I just be like listening to whatever. Rob just on shuffle. the whole daycare out this month. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they make the hits. Hey. All the babies. <laughs> right, all the babies making the hits. I, I mean, I, and obviously, Jake J. Cole is on, but J. Cole, I don't. Consider him new, new because he's been out for a while. But he's one of the, he's nah, one of the. Uh, I think this new music, people. this new music though. This new music, yeah, but in terms of artists, he's just one of the ones that he's like a seasoned veteran at this point. So yeah, it's like when you when oh, he I come out, the, you expect him. I missed the question. He just meant who you listen to. Yeah, 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 not seasoned like that. I just mean just who you not new new, just who you listening to, like new music, new album. I'm still waiting on Kendrick to drop. Yeah, you know, like he is supposed yeah. to come this come this year, right? He's supposed yep. to come this year. He gonna just drop it on you like Beyonce. Boom, bang, boom, right? No, no warning. Right. I mean, I mean I'm not gonna do my shit on a Tuesday or a Friday, man. I'm gonna do my shit on a Thursday morning. Yo, you know you big shit when you can do that <laughs> at three thirty. I, I think that's what's going. I think that's what Drake is going to do too. I think he's just going to put out Lover Boy right. and just and make it keep moving. I mean, obviously, it's been so much midnight, so much publicity around him mm-hmm. getting hat dropping it or not so he don't really have to nah. do any promo because everybody been waiting for it so it's like yeah just drop it now, now they said he mm-hmm. messing with uh kim kardashian so is it some more promo. <laughs> yo if, if he, well then, then then kanye was right because he said that that was one of the issues he had he was like yo you trying to get with my girl so if he is messing with kim kardashian well if kanye he, is not crazy <laughs> oh no he's well. so crazy. <laughs> oh, he's crazy yeah he's definitely crazy maybe not about that but that I'm starting to believe he's crazy. not crazy. <laughs> I'm starting to believe he's mm, not. Crazy. I'm not. I think mm. he's just on a different. Mental yeah, health like, is real. Let me tell you something. Now, it's funny because I just watched a, a clip of uh, of uh, Kanye talk, yelling at the paparazzi mm-hmm. because the paparazzi said, uh, "Kanye, I love you," and he said, "Yo, don't talk to me." <laughs> he said, "Don't talk to me." He said, and "Tell everybody else, you know, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me, and tell people stop talking to yourself." What? Oh, <laughs> you would have lost your mind. <laughs> See, I that think motherfucker that's, talking I think... to himself. He's been right, talking that... to himself way too long. Yeah, but that's so like twenty five thousand probably extra pair of Yeezys right there. That interview, that, that mm. thing. You're right. You're right. It's all about publicity. I keep publicity. keep the name. Keep it, like, oh snap! He, he got to be a genius because he's crazy. So it's, it's right like, up in here. It's right up in right. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, strategic business, man. He's it's all part. It's all part of his master plan. Right, and mm-hmm. now that he now he got a billionaire. Can't really, nobody can really tell him anything at this point. He like, I, if I want to, if I want your route. Would you, your san- would you trade your sanity for a billion dollars? Mm, good question. Yes. I definitely would. Yes. I don't have to yes. be sane. Oh, you That's would. Okay. Nobody <laughs> would be around you to spend it with you. Somebody put up with it. Right. No. Yeah, like how, what level I think of he's sanity? on that island, what though. What level I think he's on that. Like well, a Kanye I, I, sanity or like crazy, crazy I mean, people's we, sanity? We were, I mean, we were, we were referring to him, so we'll, we'll, we'll say his. Right, I think, I think, I mean, because he ain't that crazy. It's not like. The, the judge told so, him not to be around his kids. kids. The kids don't right. Think, exactly. His kids don't. His kids don't think he's crazy. Right. His kids still think he's hero. Take it. Take it. That's daddy. What kind of insanity? Hey man, exactly. yeah, this was like J Cole said. Yeah, I forgot what song it was already, but J Cole said that too. He was like, "Be cracking jokes at a millionaire, but jokes on you, man, because you was right. you was sell your soul to be where they at, and that's a right. fact." 
I'm laughing right. to the yeah, pain. Exactly. Yeah, I'll take I'll, I'll take Kanye insanity because his insanity <laughs> just on uh, what happened with his mom, man. Because I talk to my mom about that right. all the time. Anytime Kanye, anytime Kanye come up in a conversation, I tell my mom, I would I would not only curse your grave, I would figure out a way to to just reach to your soul and tell you you were crazy. And how dare you leave me? How dare you do something like that? Right. Chasing after this, this fake facade, uh, this fake facade of a of a uh, of a of a life or yeah, 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 yeah. That, that yeah. image image that, def- that yeah, definitely yeah. was his breaking point. Yeah, his breaking point yeah. was that yeah, definitely yeah. was a tipping point. That was a snap, uh, man. I mean, yeah. so I feel for him on that part, but everything else, man, like you make your choices. And I think a lot of times, especially like with Kanye, Jay Z, all of them, when especially when they speak, uh, communication skills need to be a little bit better, especially when they talk in the to us black folks and they in a room that a lot of black folks don't get in that room and be like, well, you know, this is just the new, this is the way you should do things. And I was like, man, you still looking from a capitalistic mindset. And that's an, that's an enslavement structure, man. Like, I mean, Kanye make a lot of money, but some of the comments he said, I mean, just the whole thing with the Trump run, like with Jim Brown sitting there and like, mm-hmm. I'm like bro, like Jim Brown, you, I just watched that uh, one night in Miami just recently. Oh right? yeah. I watched and that. I was like, and I was like, you know, I, I, Jim did a lot for the community. I mean, especially out here in Oakland. So it's mm-hmm. it's like it's, you you weigh it out. But like a lot of those comments, it's not just the comments too. It's the people you hang around the actions. Because if you just be like, oh, that person hella funny, but they up there killing people, and you like, oh, that person, but they hilarious. They always nice to me, but they killing people, bro. Like right. you gotta you gotta have to draw a line. You gotta, yeah, you, you gotta draw that line. Be like, I can't associate with that. It's it is always a funny funny thing where people always say like. I mean, because I'm mean, sure Kanye will probably say, "Well, you're the sheep. You're the sheep." Like, mm-hmm. so when when is it? When is, where's that line between who's sheep and who's not? Yeah. If you find one other people, just with that crazy stuff, aren't you a sheep as well? Like, who who's to say who's a sheep? He's talking economics, I think, right? Well, think well just in general, about, he's, talking, he's talking about money. Like when you step out and have that money, it's like everybody, every person that I listen to, or on you uh, either YouTube or just listen to certain documentaries when it comes to people who have money. Like mm-hmm. that mindset is like when you quote unquote entrepreneur, like you always be like, oh, you the sheep because they get to see stuff that we don't get to see. They get to get turned down and knows like Kanye. His biggest thing was always about being uh, Mr. Couture. He was wearing right. Louis, all that stuff like that. But then he again, he had he got the realization that you black and these white people don't mess with you. And so go back over there and wear our clothes and make us money. And we really don't care if you where our clothes and make us money because we've been making money. We've been making money mm-hmm. off of your labor just for for a, for a long Four time, years. way before you was even enslaved in the exactly in the United States. Like, I mean, come on, let's think about Haiti. Like, right. I mean, hell, the French is still getting paid for Haiti, right? I mean, in the Haitians, and you understand why the Haitians the way they are, but right, like, we be looking through the eyes. Capitalism is nothing but something right. that a white man created yep. off but our because there is no there is no reason that Haiti should still be paying to be free. Like how, right. how, how yeah. am I paying to be free? Right. A, lot money, a right. lot of money, a lot of money. Because they, they were the first. They were the yeah. first one. The first rebellion, wasn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know you shit. Right. <laughs> you try. This was I was here. Right. What fuck you, you owe me. Crazy. And me. And then he talking about even just look at him in the clothes. Everybody, I mean, I know a lot of people. I don't really keep up with it, but a lot of people seeing like on uh, social media seeing stuff like his clothing line and all that, and it's like, man, somebody gonna wear it. So. It's all about somebody want to want to want to follow somebody want to fit in somebody want to believe in somebody so wherever he had in his mind man go ahead Kanye you are gonna make your money bro. <laughs> at the end of the day make your money bro yeah, at the end of the thing. day you gotta look at yourself in the mirror man like you know but I need Paul Mooney Paul Mooney who, who wears it want to work with him bro. I don't know 
Yeah, I've seen some of that shit. I mean, like I think, sneakers and I everything. I don't even think some of the companies didn't want to work with him because he's black. I think they want, didn't want to work with him because he's Kanye and like he's a, like a weirdo. Okay. I think that's part. Yeah, but most of different kind of crazy. Money yeah. trumps everything. Now they people look past everything. If nah, not, not, money. If you, not if you that's just yeah. that weird because he got the money. He had the money. Right, but but that my point. My point. He he shunned all the only people who everybody who shunned him. He said, you know what, f y'all. And now I'm a billionaire. Now you really can't tell me come on got a 60 million dollar uh, tax return you know what I mean like or whatever amount of money mm. he got returned when he was like I got this much money I never because again he working around people who who got lawyers on top of lawyers on top of lawyers on top of CPAs on top of CPAs that can really be like oh this is how you get all these deductions like he in a mm-hmm. he in a whole different mindset. He just in there like I'm about to get to I'm about to get to this money. And he still put he still put certain uh, black folks on, and everybody still think as far as musically wise and sampling wise, he's definitely top of the top. Um, so you know right. yeah, I, I can't get all. And I talk to people from Chicago. Chicago still loves yeah. Kanye. Oh, absolutely. Of course, there, absolutely. there's nothing you can say about him. They ain't not gonna disown oh, that. Yeah. No, yeah. there's only one they person they disown. Not. I don't I even know if they disown. I don't even know if they disown. Do they have disown our guy? Yeah, yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know that question out there. I don't think. I they mean, do it's, it's it's a certain it's it's a few neighbor it's a few neighborhoods in Chicago that's riding with them. Right. Sure, it's oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, we went way fast when we were not hey, yeah, yeah, we, 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 uh, <laughs> So before we actually get into uh, all about beer talk mean? now, <laughs> we already got into it. <laughs> so we ain't into beer talk now, though. No. We got into Kanye discussion. That's right. Man. I didn't even know how that guy started, but it went. Yeah, we so before we do, we always, about artists. Go ahead. Before we do that, we always like to know where everybody is drinking. So. What are we drinking today, fellas? And since you are our guest, D. Neil, what are you drinking today? Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to start off with uh, Del Cielo Brewing Company out of Martinez, California. It's about an hour yes. away from the bay. And mm. I am drinking the Moreno Amber. Okay, let me try to get mm. that up. Oh, yeah. yeah, now this one, I, am, I haven't been, uh, I ain't hit the craft beer scene in a minute, like going to different breweries and stuff. So this was actually some uh, beer mail that I got. So shout out to Yes We Can, the Cannon Company out here. Craft that thing. Yeah, that's a five five percent. I ain't finna, you know. I gotta go multiple. Uh, so then I got a um, shout out to Buck Wild Brewing Company down here in Oakland, California. They're a gluten free. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so mm-hmm. this new logo, there's a new logo with a new can art, and this is an amber. It's uh, it's only five percent. Yeah, five point three. So you okay. know, I'm doing, doing kind of light today because, like I said, I didn't get a chance to get to the heavies. Like I, I was gonna bring y'all eighteen five from like Drake. Oh, Arrow, but I didn't get that one. So, By yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, then la- and then last but not least is another one from Buck Wild. This is their pale ale. And again, this one's at uh 5.5. So okay. you know they're switching up their can art because they're looking to become right. more um more visible on the retail side. So I had to shout well, okay. out. What their can art used to look like? I'm just curious. Uh, man, I should have brought their old one. The old can art literally, so without all this nice colorful uh this uh, the colorful uh art going around mm-hmm. it, they right. just had a logo. And the logos all look the same, and it just said Buckwild, and you had to get up real close to see what uh, the actual name of the beer was. And they yeah. were, and a lot of people who gave mm-hmm. them feedback was like, it's just not um, it's it doesn't. Pop out. I don't it's know. What, and even they were getting confused. Actually, I just talked to the head brewer, shout out Cameron. He's like, man, they would get us, they would get pallets of this at a beer at the mm-hmm. store, and they would just put it all in the wrong spaces because they was just like, man, I don't. It looked all the same to me. So right, yeah. right. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the same thing that happened with uh that we was talking about with left hand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Left hand chain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Good. Look at that pour. Let's pour that thing. That's the L. That's the L. <laughs> um. All right, Lou. What are you drinking on? Man, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I, 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 I got this. Uh, it's uh, Log Yard. Can y'all hear me? Professional. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But we're looking at professional pour over here. Trying to get the, trying to get oh, the man been practicing right there to the top to the tip. <laughs> <laughs> make a mess. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Yo, you gonna show him? You, you gonna show him? You pour Yoda. I, I live. I live for messy. Uh, messy uh, pours. Pour. <laughs> <laughs> you want somebody to join the club? Yeah, I was watching Garrett Oliver when uh, I was watching one of his little sto- uh, stories about his books. So I was like, man, let me watch how this man pour. He was pouring something vicious. I was like, I step my game up. He probably be pouring this shit like whatever you mm-hmm. And he swished it though, like when I was when I, he was doing his talk about his uh, but he had it on the he had it on the bar. He was up there swishing the beer around. I'm like, man, this man's uh he's swirling it around like his damn wine. Yeah, mm. I got, he had a big glass. I was like, man, I gotta step my game up, man. He, he real he real fancy with it. All right. <laughs> Lulu, what you got? Man, I got uh log log yard brewing, they're out of Pennsylvania. This is a shandy la blue. It's a blueberry shandy has blueberry in it. This what it looks like. Right, right. It's gross, man. This is nasty. This is nasty. <laughs> I'm so dis- I'm so dis- Tell us a little bit. Tell, tell us a little bit about the the what beer, the nasty? shandy and the ABV and and how you rate that thing. <laughs> It smells. Uh, it smells like it's supposed to be a little bit blueberry, but it it smells like rotten blueberries. Oh, mm. it tastes like rotten blueberries. That's gross. Oh. That's gross. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna, not gonna finish that, that. ever. Mm-hmm. I don't, what can we get? Can we make up a new rating? Like oh, worse than keeping it in the cooler. Like the it in cooler, keep it. don't 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 yeah. bring it. <laughs> Listen, don't no, bring I'm, not, it. I'm not doing. Don't that. bring that shit that. to the barbecue. There, there you go. Don't bring yeah. that shit to yeah. my yeah. barbecue. Pull it. Pour it in the truck. Matter of fact, log, log yard. If y'all listening, do better. Well, oh, it, well, it depends. Right. I mean, it could be, but it could be many factors of that. Like when, when was it that? Could can? Be my taste, but it could be my taste buds, and it's my opinion. Do better. But when was it? Can? <laughs> it, could, it, could be, it could be sitting on the shelf for too long. Right. That's right. not. Was, that's not necessarily the there. So. On the bottom of the can, Lou. Is it yeah, dated? sometimes they got the date. Lou dated on there. He said, "I ain't doing all that shit." <laughs> It says uh victory day 814 814 21. Okay. Who better? So it's uh, 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 so it's supposed to be fresh till August. Maybe the can thought it was August. I don't know. Do better. All right. Uh, yo, what are you drinking on? No, yeah. maybe maybe the can thought it was October. <laughs> the can <laughs> thought it was October. <laughs> Yo, first shout out to Dad because when they was talking about the uh when they were talking about Jamie's the midget, the way he looked on the screen right now, they were definitely talking about this. <laughs> they talking about on. me. <laughs> I am I'm all I'm all slouched down. He look all little <laughs> shit. Look, I'm trying to see over the I'm trying to see over the steering wheel. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what, what was What's that? Uh, little man, see over the dashboard. The show, little man, the movie. 
Right. Look, look, I, am I sitting up far enough? I'm in the Hollywood Square now. Yeah, yeah, you are. Hey, yeah, yeah, so I want, I got this uh, 1623 Brewing. Mm. This is out of uh, Eldersburg, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And this is the Under the Cherry Moon. This is a sour cherry stout at mm-hmm. At uh 6.5% ABV. It says it was made uh with 800 pounds of dark Yum. berries. Mm. And uh and also some uh oh but 252 pounds post fermentation. Mm-hmm. And so that was to deliver a balanced mm. tart sour cherry stout and it has mm. a hint of chocolate and subtle roast taste as well that's huh. it right there yeah and it says all that that is said on the can is true okay because oh. those cherries are aggressive in this thing and then you get the little bit of chocolate <laughs> on the, on the roast filling on the is it, is it is it is it good though it's good it's good okay. definitely good because sometimes a fruit and beer with too much cherry and be like yeah they, they don't balance it well no nah, this was this is this is this is pretty good i didn't think it would be but I think the sour part kind of in the stout together, like it's just it just balanced out pretty good. I nice. like it. I would say pass me another yeah. one. And Dev, what you drinking on? Well, last week we um sampled the this beer, but I went back to it because I didn't get to experience it. I had to go buy a uh, reference. So I went back to that getting tiki with it by uh left hand brewing. Uh, this was the uh, wheat ale with the uh, brewed with coconut and pineapple, um, and it's it's relatively what's this? So I think it was seven percent. I think if I looked at this right, um, but I actually seven and a half percent actually. So um, in tasting it, I actually think you know the taste or the flavor is good, but I don't know if the pineapple or the coconut. It seemed like it made it flat. Made the made the beer uh, taste more flat, um, and you know, just I don't know over maybe over time. I don't know if that was then initially you, supposed to taste like pour? that. Did you do your nitro you pour? I did the nitro. Oh no, you know what? I oh nope. pour. Damn, fucked it up. That's why you don't fucked it up. Yep, fucked it up. You didn't even get it. Right. I didn't get the real experience. And now I'm looking right at the can nitro. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should have known when you said it was flat. That's what that's what made me think about it. Yeah, that's what that's what did it. Um, like I said, the flavor the flavor of it is is good, but just the 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 I'm not I wasn't excited um about it after I after I poured it and sampled it. So I'm not gonna be uh too critical of it today. Um being as though um I'm gonna give it a I'll have just one. Um, but I don't think I'm going to finish it. I'm gonna pour this out and start over. <laughs> mm. Yeah, not, yeah, not, not I liked it because because mine was like uh, mine, mine was nice and creamy, uh, and when I poured it right, I mean I, you could see the nitro and it was settling yeah. right, right. And I had a, I had a nice creamy head to it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling again. I went with it. I know I went with the tall glass and everything, and, and then forgot. Mm. <laughs> how do you pour? How do you pour a nitro beer though out of the can? Because I think I missed You got you got to go. You got to go bottoms up. You got to turn okay. the can all the way upside down, and then just. You, it almost looks like it's going to overflow, but you just got to trust the process. And then that cascading <laughs> effect is supposed to happen, right? Yeah. Right, right. You yeah. want that cascade. Yeah. 
You want that so, look. So with Buckwild, they had a yeah. nitro coffee style, and I was pouring that thing like I usually do. I was like, where the hell is the cascading effect, man? My well, bad. Right. You, know, yeah. you, you gotta mm-hmm. now you gotta go back yeah. and try it again. Yeah, do it over. Try it again. Do it over. So, right, because 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 I think she was um, last week. They were saying that the agitator that like in, if you look at some of the things that Guinness uses, they have you're the actual agitator in the in this process because they don't have that little gadget at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most nitro things only uh, Guinness has it, but you pouring it hard, I guess. Is you that? I thought they had it in the can ones, but they don't have it in the uh in the bottle. No, she was just saying no. some of that some of that process is already done in the can. Uh, um, mm-hmm. but it still it still should probably give it a nice. Harder pour than you would normally do. Right. Other other um beers that you're mm-hmm. trying to drink. Um, because mm-hmm. when I poured mine, my thing was was right. <laughs> it was right. My thing, my thing sitting over here yeah, looking like still too. magnolias. Looking what? <laughs> my thing sitting over here looking like still magnolia. Cause, cause, cause your head look your head look a little little. You didn't get no big head on that either. No, yo. <laughs> Yeah, see, my thing was, my thing was, was fluffy. Luscious. Yeah, it was fluffy and luscious. Yeah, like whipped cream. It, made, it looked yeah. like you wanted to drink it. Like it looked delicious, right? Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it had like a pina colada feel to it because Who of got that. Extra phone. Name you yet. Who got an extra one? Who got an extra one? I drank mine. I still Obviously. got mine. You still got yours. Yeah, you can't have it. I'm gonna do that for it. But I gotta pour it. Oh, okay. You gotta pour it. You know, <laughs> you got here. Yeah. right? Um, I don't mind. Um, I don't all mind. right. <laughs> no. Womp on my part. You fuck that funny. up. Take that part out, Rob. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, win some, lose some. Yeah. Hey Rob. Hey yeah, Rob. Christina gonna come get you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, what are you drinking on today, sir? I'm actually drinking on. It's a collaboration between uh, Dewey Ooh. Birko and Dancing Gnome. It's called Digital Album. You can check out the the artwork. It looks like your uh, your iPod. You <laughs> Get closer, get closer. Your, your, your lighting ring is. Oh, there we go. There you go. So you got that. It looks like your, uh, your player, your oh, okay. iPod, Jam Pants Radio, mm-hmm. saturated mm-hmm. drip. Okay. <laughs> pour, me, pour, me, pour me a little bit of that. Pour me a shot right. of that. There yeah. you go. <laughs> it's a nice IPA. It is uh, 8%. Uh, got mm. Galaxy, Topaz, Vic Secret, and Citra Hops. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like I said, it is a co- collaboration with uh, Dewey Beer Co. Co. out of uh, Delaware and Dancing Gnome out of mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Uh, it's it's a little hazy, a, a little hazy right there. Yeah, uh, is that your 17 percent drip glass right there? Oh yeah, yeah, it's my seventeen percent drip glass. I watched that whole, yeah, whole episode, man. I watched that whole episode, the one before that with the what his name, man. Damn it, <laughs> I gotta remember. It's got a. Mr. World of Beer, he was traveling a lot. Y'all talked to him, do a lot of parties. He was talking uh, about uh, window seat. Uh, Will. Window seat. Yeah. Window seat Will. Yeah. I got lingo with them, man. I got to hit these parties and just yeah. hear off about beer. Yeah. And then I just watched uh, when I was at um, <clears throat> Federation Brewing Company out here in Oakland as well. They're doing a collaboration with uh, Oak Park Brewing out of Sacramento and Hella Coastal, uh, which is Oakland based as well. Mm-hmm. And we were watching an episode with Barrel and Brew, uh, Barrel and Brew Fest, um, the guy who was a part of. Fresh Fest. Uh, oh, so yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even know that's in September. 
So yeah. I was like, yeah, man. Get that ticket, bro, bro. <laughs> so I'm like, I get the ticket. My girl's like, yeah, we got to get it going. You got to see if you get the table, get some damn merch. And shout out to Oak Park for the new uh, logo. We're trying to okay. do something new. Got the new logo. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent, it. You sent me that logo. Okay. That's yes, right. That's yeah, you got to get with Dave Bracey because I know they opened that the vendors, uh, uh, like, window is different than you know buying the tickets for the vendors table i'll see, I'll see what it, i'll see what the cost the cost is and everything but definitely yeah. want to go man i'm glad that you know I, I didn't do the virtual joint uh last year <laughs> so i think this year man we just oh, the got fest thing yeah the digifest we just got we, we got to re-up man pittsburgh was was nice i mean we didn't yeah. do too much uh sightseeing but i just like being around them black folks man it was yeah, right it mm-hmm. was fun and it's right. like since it's been like two years, nineteen. Yeah, yeah, we know a lot more people now when we, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we yeah. go versus. So it, it yeah. felt like a family sure. reunion before. So now it definitely yeah, right. like a family reunion. Right. I'm gonna yes. make sure right. too. I'm like I missed out on all the bottle shares on 2019. I was yeah. pissed off. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, man, I uh, hit everybody in the DM. We, like, we where y'all gonna be at? I'm going early. I know. Listen, we were we were straight novice at it. You know, we were straight novice. Well, we were working too. Yeah, we, we were working. working. But right, it, it was crazy because when I got online afterwards, like go on Instagram and shit, it was parties and shit. I didn't even know what was happening. Like it was like, right. what, what was this? <laughs> well, now you know the people. So now you know who to call when you don't yeah. know where that party at. Where that party at? Right. Like, what was that? The uh the for, what the syndicate, Jackson Street Syndicate. What's up, Jackson yeah, Street Syndicate? They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, well, we've been uh, we've been bantering, we've been bullshitting, bullshitting for thirty uh, minutes. <laughs> uh, so again, we want to welcome uh, Dean to the program. We want to know now. The floor is yours to tell us all about beer talk now. Oh man, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is this is a, this is a pleasure. So, uh, beer talk now. What it is is a black man who said, "I like drinking beer, I like eating food, and I like talking shit." That's my three monikers in life. And I said, I want to get paid for it, which I'm still working on <laughs> as a career. Uh, but with craft beer, really what made me start the show, and I always got to give a shout out to Adam Yee. Uh, so he does a podcast called My Food Job Rocks. He's a food scientist, as, I, as am I. And he was like, a lot of people just didn't know what the hell food science was. They didn't know what type of jobs you can get from it. And hell, even when we were talking in 2017, prior to me starting the uh, Beer Talk Now in 2018, <clears throat> I was like, hell. I barely knew what that was, but I kept telling him I loved how he, how he was doing the business side of food science. And I think a lot of people, even with craft beer, the business side is is very skewed. Like most people still have this concept of I mean, this stereotypical view of a dive bar where a couple of guys, mostly white guys, is just brewing beer and having fun with their friends and really just kind of making very low margins. And the margin is still low, but I wanted to really showcase like the creativity of it. I wanted to showcase how much... How much time it takes. I mean, literally, it could take anywhere from 10 to 14 hours for just, you know, one can of <laughs> one can of beer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at least the can of beer that, that you're drinking, like that took a long time for somebody to make. And then on top of that, just the career path that you could do in craft beer uh, and just show love to those people who do it. So that's how Beer Talk Now got started. And that's mm-hmm. what Beer Talk Now is about. Wait, yeah. So, so what you said? Back to food science. Break it down. Break it down. Yeah, yeah. Dive deep yeah, into that. Let's do that. Yeah, so I went to I went to UC Davis, uh, and I and I don't really shout out UC Davis because I'm not a part of the alumni thing. But you know, I went to <laughs> UC Davis, uh, and I I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I came out of uh, Oakland Technical High School. Shout out Oak Tech Bulldogs. 03. Uh, no, all about them. Yeah, and uh, 
and I and I was in the engineering academy there. Uh, my mom was a big proponent of because a lot of black students were not in the AP or HP classes because, quote unquote, you had to take a test at a public school to get into them. So she wasn't about that life. So she was the only black woman in, at the PTA meeting. Uh, and she was like, well, you show me in writing where my son got to take a test to take these classes. Uh, so I started taking that. And then she threw me in the engineering academy as well, because that was what Oakland Tech was known for. Uh, so when I got to Davis, I was like, man, I'm going to be a biomedical engineer just because nobody else was talking about doing that in high school. So I was like, I'll do it. Took a couple classes, failed them. Was like, yeah, this is not for me because I would fall asleep in class most of the time. And uh, shout out to Carol Cooper. She was a food advisor for the food science department. And, and I just happened to walk into her building one day and was, and she was asking me, like, well, what is it do you want to do? I was like, I have no idea. And I, she was like, what do you like? And I was like, I like food. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I like food. I like hanging out. Like, I mean, I just, I like culture. And she was like, why don't you give food science a try? I mean, at the time to get in, just to, just to sign up for the major, you only needed like a two, five. I was at a freshman. I was like a three, two. I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting in here. No problem. She didn't, she didn't set me up for the fact that like it gets harder <laughs> after year right, two right, right. Uh, mm -hmm. in all the science classes. So, you know, I barely scraped by with, uh, in my, towards my, my last year I had to take a, take two labs over. Cause I literally just would like either fall asleep in them or just not even, not even show up. Cause I was like, this is just ridiculously boring. But everything else about everything else about food science, like the people, like the nerds in food science, like they knew two, they knew how to do two things well. They knew how to to make food, prepare food, cook it, and they also knew how to drink. And like they, I mean, they would have they wouldn't have the cheap stuff. Like I only got a, I only went to a few of them because most of the people there wasn't black. So sometimes when I went to the party, it was just kind of like ah, this is what the games and the fun that they had was just wasn't what I was culturally was used to. Yeah, I was culturally used to. But like when it came to the alcohol selection, right. when it came to the food that they had, they weren't buying no Budweiser. Like, I mean, if they they I think they also they had some beers that I didn't even know at that time what it was, but it was craft beer. But I never really tried it because at the, I wasn't I didn't drink at all in my college years. So I wasn't I was like, nah, beer, I'm good. But even I knew when they had like some of them had like the Henny, uh, the XO, they had a couple of uh, they had whiskeys and they had um, scotches that I was like, oh, these look pretty pricey. I mean, again, Scott, you're talking about 40, 50, 60, sometimes $100 a bottle, depending on what you get. And I was right. just like, okay, this, right. this is interesting. And then I just really got into the aspect of like the business side of food because like that's what agriculture is business. I mean, that's just like how the Industrial Revolution, I mean, the food industry did the same thing. I mean, literally with the food pyramid, that's a, that's a business thing. That's why wheat and bread and, and cereal and grains is at the bottom base when it should literally be at the top, <laughs> but it's all like understanding that statistical aspect, understanding how they literally use sensory and all these things like that to really get our minds to be advertised to like, this is the way I should go. So I always found that interesting. So I did an emphasis in business management. So didn't not too much on the science part. So I always tell my, my friends who are really food scientists, I say, you are real food scientists. Like you'll go do a lot of titrations. You'll be in the lab, you'll create stuff. I'm more so just trying to figure out how, the business world moves, what the CEO knows that I don't know, what, uh, what, how, how do you even run a business, which is something I'm still learning, even at my current mm -hmm. position. So it just, mm -hmm. it, was, it was fun, man. So that's really what got me in the, in the food science. That's what's up. That's did, you, what's did, up. You say, did you say titration? Yeah, yes, titration. Let's focus titration. <laughs> so, as titrations can come to what your acidity is. So like with juices and 
uh, uh, things like that. They they literally call what steps called titration, where you're uh, you're dropping like a solution of like whether that juice or what it is that you're trying to figure out what the acidity level is of it. So typically uh, they'll get like a beaker. It has a little uh, automatic spinner with a little spin rod rod in the inside of the beaker, and you'll continually drop the solution into it. And you already have another solution. So usually, typically, it turns like a very light pink color. And that tells you you met the level of acidity that you're looking for. Um, uh-huh. That's just from what I remember. And I could be completely wrong because, again, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I registered to it. Right, right, right. It turned a color. It, it turned a color. As long as you got light pink, you was winning. Anything darker than that, you failed your experiment, you got to start all over again. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot that goes into food science. A lot of people just be like, "What the hell is that?" And like any like just how you think of like a mechanical engineer uh, working on excuse me cars and things like that. There's food engineers that literally work on flow rates for like soup. Like if you think of like Campbell's soup or whatever your one of your, whatever the well known company is that produces soups or juices or anything like that. If you walk into a manufacturing facility, more than likely with liquids, they probably got piping going all over the place, and that right. pipe. To have a specific flow rate because some pipes go up like this and then they come down and they go across mm-hmm. and all that takes engineering because you're doing physics and things and things of that nature to calculate how much of that how what's the flow rates you need to push it up and push it to the, push it to the side so right. and that's just the food engineering you can go into even painting the building windows all that stuff temperature all that's a part of science just in general so that it was really it was really interesting even though i didn't really Man, I just go in the kitchen, throw that shit in the pot or a pan. Right, though. <laughs> <laughs> they say bring it to a boil. I don't care if I see one boil, one little bop. Up, up. Time to throw my noodles in. <laughs> tell you, man. And even then, Ooh, like... Noodles, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can make a million noodles and noodles. Just the whole idea of, like, sauces and things of that nature. When you talk about the, putting it in the can or putting it in the bottle, it's a whole lot of science that goes into... Will it go rancid? Like, what's the what? What do you need a dark glass bottle or do you need a light glass bottle? Do, mm-hmm. uh, does a label have all the ingredient statements on it? What's the nutritional facts? What's the total percentage of fat and sugars mm-hmm. and all that? And a lot of people think, wow. again, you just pick it up off the off the shelf and you like, oh yeah, that's that's just what I got. But it right. takes a lot. It takes a lot of work for mm-hmm. for that to happen, man. Just like beer, compact, yeah. right? Yeah, that, that's you a, you pack a lot in a little I'm bottle. Respect- Okay. Oh, right. I'm gonna respect the science, the food scientists from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, cool. yeah, when, when you think about it, I mean, they are the things. I mean, they are the scientists that, and you putting that st- stuff in your body, so you need to respect what they, right. they exactly. doing. And it's, and it's all regulated. It's all and regulated. Always, yeah. And always question too. I mean, a lot of things like sh- like corn syrup, for example. Well, I mean, a lot of breweries use corn uh, corn sugar, uh, and then high fructose corn syrup is just a little different, but it's still in that sugar aspect. But a lot of a lot of um, Debates are about, especially here in California, when it comes to uses of water, corn syrup versus uh, cane sugar. All these things are conversations that a lot of scientists will be like, hey, it has the same effect as just regular cane sugar in your body. But, you know, even that's a debate with scientists. And that's the fun thing about science that, again, I like that aspect of debating and like just because you prove a hypothesis that you have doesn't mean that it's actually true. You just it's just true up until the argument. You argued it well. Yeah, it's true to the point. So somebody finds more data or more information mm-hmm. that negates that truth. And then now you're back into that whole cycle of research, which I was just not a fan right. of. Like I love people and I love running my mouth, but like just sitting in a lab and doing tests. Like I got a lot of love for for people who do that and like graveyard people, people who work in like sanitation 
because even sanitation is a science as well. So right. just most respect mm-hmm. to them, man. You need them. Mm-hmm. You right. Need them. Yeah. You need uh-huh. them. Because I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mister Five Percent, you you done one. I see. <laughs> I mean, five is like, man. I, I know you. Uh, when you was with Seventeen Percent Drip, he beat you on the. Uh, Oh the, no, no, he didn't. He didn't say the full, uh, you know, hey man, when he when he started doing all the 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 uh the the detailed aspect of the bet, yeah. I was like, uh-huh. oh come on, man. But you know, shout yeah. out to drip. When I listened to him, man, I was like, this dude straight, like when I say straight Texas, man, that just he, he, he OG <laughs> though. OG, I love and I love OG. it. I love it. and in the in the chopper screw version of the song that y'all put in, put on, uh-huh. and, I, and y'all brought them on. I was like, this yeah. is fire! Like, yes, I love shout out, shout out, R.I.P. Pimp C, man, for real. Love yes, him. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I go to the second. Now, um, now, I know you talked <laughs> about I'm talking about your, your journey and like uh, uh, how you kind of got introduced to craft beer. But did you tell like what was I guess what was the the first craft beer that you had that made you say, yo, well, this I like craft beer for real. Mm. I would have to say out here yeah, in the Bay. Say again? He said it wasn't in college. You didn't drink in college. No, no, no. So not in wasn't. college. Like, well, oh, like, no, that goes that's, that's another question though. What was you doing in college then? No, hey, man, I was, yeah, I he was, was in the books. Yeah, not, Jesus. not even in the books. Man. No, he never... was sleeping. No, no. He was sleep. Now with college is just me and my, me and my roommates. Uh, shout out to both of them, man. Like we just was, we didn't want to be. We was like the black dudes that didn't want to fit the stereotype. So it was like we wasn't okay. gonna be drinking. We was gonna be intelligent. We didn't play. We didn't play sports. Like, like it's just we was like we want to do everything outside of that stereotype. So that's why we didn't drink. But with beer in particular, like my uncle, he was always a big drinker, uh, heavy drinker, uh, and he and my cousin. Like uh, last time you and all, we had a conversation when we y'all were on uh, Beer Talk Now, my cousin, when he had the Mickeys and the Coke Four Fives. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, like, but they always had, like I said, like some uh, Coors or, uh, yeah, Coors was around. That was always around. So I had one in my uncle's, uh, he had a wedding in my uh, in my mom's backyard and in West Oakland. And like he had a Coors there. And again, everybody was drinking, having a good time. So my, my uncle, who always drinks, he was like, you want some of this? And I tasted it. Uh, and I was like, I didn't like it as as a kid, but it always that that flavor always uh, yeah stuck with you. And that's with any alcohol that like you've never had that touches your palate, anything that touches your palate, and you like, man, what is that flavor? Mm-hmm. Like it's more sort of a journey. But it really started like with uh, like Truman Pilsner out here in Berkeley, California, and then also Pyramid Brewery, which is in Berkeley, California, as well. Like everybody was drinking apricot ales. Uh, but the Pilsner to me was kind of like, okay, I like this. And Ooh, that was my first, everyday, like, everyday yeah, drink. exactly. My first everyday craft. And then I got into more of uh, porters and stouts because typically, like, especially stouts at the time when I started uh, really my beer journey, it was like 9%. I thought 9% was like the thing to do. And I just like that heavy fill of stouts. It was very, very coffee uh, forward mm-hmm. aspects because mm-hmm. I didn't know about barrel age at the time. And then my mm-hmm. cousin, uh, he introduced me to Belgium's. And he was like, no, nah, Belgians are stronger than Stouts as far as ABV. And I was like, man, get out of here. But he he he, he gave me like, I think it was like maybe uh, one that was, it was a 10.5 ABV. But I like the spice of the Belgian. And I was like, oh, man. And that's probably like a triple or a quad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is, this is crazy. And so then I was like, what else is there? And I really, again, back to me running my mouth and talking to people at the bar and talk, especially when it came to beer, because when we started to just order beer and not order 
uh, like uh, Hennessy or whiskey mm -hmm. or tequila, yeah. like you would you would have some some bartenders who actually would actually be the person that orders the beer and they would give you more insight. And, and I was like, what? I didn't even know that those many breweries were in the Bay. So I started to go to a couple yeah. of them. Uh, mm -hmm. And next thing you know, I was like, oh, man, this is this is a whole different world, man. So that mm -hmm. really got me into the. And when I got barrel aged, like that just I was that was it, man. Mm -hmm. I was like barrel aged. Even, I love all types of beers like Red Ales. Um, I like, you know, lagers, your Pilsners, uh, Heffenweizen. If you can uh, mm -hmm. Heffenweizen, if you can give me like just a nice classic one made really from just the basic recipe. But when I got those barrel aged stouts, man, I was like, y'all tripping. Barley wine too, because barley wine, I didn't really like barley wine at, in the beginning because it had more of like a, it almost tastes like a, the sugar aspect of it was almost like medicine-like taste mm. to me. And I had some more barley wines that were aged longer and that they really took a, a look at the sugar content and what fruits and things like that would go into that. And mm. I was like, now I found a good barley wine. I'm like, yeah. So when I was watching the 17% drip episode and he was like a good 15, 16%, like I've had as, I think- the the biggest beer I had prior to me really jumping into this uh, and starting Beer Talk now was like a 16.5. And that mm. was a barrel aged out. And I was like, this is great because it wasn't boozy. It was more, it had the flavor. Yeah. And I was like, and you got different notes of, of uh, dark fruits and you got the, the oak or the brandy type, the type of uh, notes to it. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is it, man. So that's what got my journey kicked off. Nice. Now, now you talk. You cool. talk a lot, like in a lot of, lot of, lot of interviews, a lot of show, a lot of things that you talk about. You said you want to mm. be the Af Anthony Bordeaux of yes. craft beer. That is what, what, what is that? What does that mean? Like, what do you see that being? So, mm -hmm. like, shout out to Chris from uh, Beer Quest TV because he's doing what it is that I'm about to talk about. Like, to be in the different countries and cheers to y'all. Because uh, I'm on number two. I know y'all still drinking your first one. Oh. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> to be, to be, uh, just to go to every, I, I want to hit, I want to hit every corner of the world uh, that I can, and go to different mm -hmm. cities and different countries and cultures, and really showcase that love of of craft beer, especially for us as Black folks who we always think that we only do one thing, and mm -hmm. again, that's the history through the eyes of a white man telling us what it is that we did uh, before, but without us and the and the native or indigenous people here in these in the what we call the United States. They wouldn't have survived. Um, they wouldn't have planted nothing. They wouldn't have did anything. So it's a lot of intelligent, creative people around the world who do beer differently. And so I want to I want to be that how Anthony Bourdain literally went to every country he could go to and met different people and try different uh, uh, different restaurants or even different uh, mom and pop places where people you had to know somebody and know somebody to tell you where to go. Like, that's what I want to do mm -hmm. with beer because beer is just at that level right now. But in the States, it's really new and everything seems like it's exploding. But around the world, people have been drinking lagers and pilsners and, uh, and I'm not not necessarily so much IPAs, but they really have been doing this for a long time. And I really want right. to I want to showcase that. That's 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 why I say Anthony Bourdain, because when I watch No Reservation, right. um, when I just watch this regular show, which I forgot the name of the regular show was where he would just go. That's when he really would go to different uh, different places all the time. But I was just mm -hmm. like, dude, he he never said no to trying something, even if he got mm -hmm. a stomachache, even if he got the he <laughs> got the runs, like even right, if he right. got sick. Because one time I think he got a tapeworm one time from eating. Uh. Yeah, it was bad. But he but he was he told I love watching his uh, behind the scenes where he said he told the camera all the camera crew he was like, look, 
somebody's going to offer you something that may may make you want to throw up. And he's like, but you're going to eat it because I'm going to eat it because we're going to show that respect. And I don't have to necessarily deal with that (laughs) and craft beer in my mind. But it might be some beer where it's like it's like black licorice, and I'm gonna be like, "This is pretty disgusting." But I'm not. Uh, I'm not black licorice beer might be lit though. (laughs) (laughs) Or the smoke beer, like I'm still not. Oh, that's smoke beer. Oh, yeah, Roush beer. Yeah, oh, that's good, man. I've had several smoke beers, and I'm just like one sip, and I'm like, I'm good. Like it literally, like I'm drinking. A smoke flavored, uh, you know, some smoke flavored barbecue. Like somebody literally injected smoke flavor and barbecue, and now you're drinking the concentrate version of that. And I'm like, nah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't mind shit like that. I like at least trying it. I like yeah, try it. It's fine, but I'm not drinking the whole pint. Where it becomes where it becomes like an acquired taste that you're like, yeah, hey, I gotta have that. Right. So, so mm-hmm. in you know, in trying the the beer, I mean, to your point, it's probably gonna come with pairing some mm-hmm. foods, right? So. It kind of is gonna go uh uh hand in hand. Uh so that might just be your journey, man. You're gonna have oh, to yeah. try some of these uh silkworms. Try, try, <laughs> try these cicadas that go with this uh, <laughs> slice it with a tiny good, fork. Yeah. In the bay, oh, in the bay they have a um they have a like I forgot, it's kind of like a, a a commune or a uh, a kitchen where multiple businesses work out of. Okay. And like being being a being a food scientist, I got to be a part of the uh, Institute of Food Technologists IFT. Shot them out, um, and I they always throw on events at the time because they wanted. What they realized is that a lot of young uh, food scientists they they really were not staying in the food science business mm. because they didn't understand it. Like they would go work in a manufacturing facility, they'll get bored of being in the lab, they'll get bored of dealing with people, making sure that they did all their quality con- control checks. So one of the uh, the the, one of the members, her name is Erin, shout out to her. She was like, let me make this thing for new professionals. So we went to this kitchen one time in this kitchen, the lady out of Oakland was like, uh, for her culture, they were they were looking at the, how to keep sustainability going and, and that idea of bug eating. And I know a lot of people have heard about that plenty of times before, but the reality is, is that, you know, people are looking at doing that. So she had like crickets that she cooked and that was her product. Like literally she had crickets. So I opened the bag at the at one of the events and I was trying some of them. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Cause she literally just threw a whole lot of seasoning on them. But I wanted the original one, the one with no flavor. And she mm. didn't have that, she didn't have that available. But I was like, anything you fry, like no matter what it is, is not unless it's literally got the, you know, the the guts and everything where it wasn't fried all the way, you're not really tripping off of it. So we had crickets at that event. And yeah, that could go with that could go with uh with beer right there. So I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily afraid of trying certain foods but you know it's gonna be some foods crickets, where crickets and beer like beer and peanuts here exactly. yeah, they say, that's how they eat it it's like a snack <laughs> just, like, look, like look, look, just a handful like the yeah yeah, yeah. That's what like that. yeah that's <laughs> what like you know, some like some <laughs> <flour seeds. laughs> that's the fun of it even with beer what beer would go with the crickets what beer will go Man, with the I don't, I don't know. Case. I mean, you probably would do like a. I mean, you probably could do like a red. You probably could do. Um, I'm gonna say something probably a little heavier because if 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 you get a cricket, literally that uh, if you fry crickets and you don't have any flavor and like she added a whole bunch of like seasoning on it, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can drink Were a log. Spicy? Were they spicy? Yeah. It was like spicy. She had another flavor that was that people enjoy. But you could drink a lager with that because it's going right. to tone down the auto seasonings. But if you get something, say if she just made gave me the mm-hmm. original bag mm-hmm. with no seasoning in it, just fried crickets, maybe lightly salted, 
I'm gonna have to drink in my mind. I probably have to drink like a red. I'm gonna have to drink like a uh, like a stout. I mean, even maybe even I'm I'm sweet. I'm sweet. yeah, yeah. So you gotta get, you gotta get that malt forward because that malt forward will probably take away from in your mind of like this has no yeah. nothing else on it. You know, so that's what mm-hmm. so, I think. So I like you said, you want to be the Anthony yeah. Bourdain of of craft beer. Like California in itself is huge, right? Yeah. I mean. People, some people, I mean, not all, but some people that live in California don't even leave California right. much because it's so huge. Uh, I, I guess on this journey, are you, are you going to like map out, like try to maybe, you know, hit everything in California first and then yep. go, um, you know, go kind of uh, overseas? I'm a gen- and and, I'm a gen- and where are you? Where are you in that journey? Like even even California, because it's so big. Like how how many breweries would you say that you've you, you've you've touched or you visited or or even the goal? I haven't in California. You're talking about over a thousand breweries alone just in California. So I haven't even begun to touch the surface of California. What I've what I've been telling myself is that for me to get to a thousand breweries, no matter what, that's still still going to be uh, from a California perspective. So I definitely want to get to all of them. I want to go way up north. I want to go down to San Diego, L.A. I, I mean, I, I visit Sacramento. Uh, often when I, when I get the opportunity to. So there's breweries mm-hmm. in Sac- Sacramento, such as Urban Root, such, mm-hmm. such as Oak Park Brewery. And you got like se- you got like 75 other breweries uh, in, in the Sacramento area alone. So just the Bay Area by itself where I'm at, I'm talking about 150 breweries. Like mm-hmm. you attempted to go to, you had to do like a brewery, you know, every two days a day or something like that to get to all of them. But the goal really is for me to, to reach out. So like Dewey Brewing Company, for example, uh, the beer, one of the collabs that uh, Rob's drinking, I, I got the opportunity to, to do a Instagram live with them because one of the assistant brewers saw my show and was like, I like what he's doing. And I got to I got to try the Dewey beer and I got to promote that. And I was like, this is that's what I need. That's what I want to do. I don't want to even though it's a thousand yeah. brewers in California and I could just make a show strictly like literally I could do those. California. Yeah. I yeah. want to go, I want to go everywhere I can. Like yeah. I, I got a chance to talk to some guys. Yeah, uncharted, and, uncharted territories. Definitely, man. Definitely. Cause that's, that's the goal It's like you, you want to go to places that you've never been and you want to introduce the audience to places you've never been and get and vice versa. Cause a lot of people like podcasts are hot now. And they always have been a thing, but now because people have seen like Joe Rogan make money off of it, or Joe Budden, or um, uh, Howard Stern, probably is the you know, even though it's not his is a radio show, but to me that's what a podcast is. Uh, in, in my perspective, yeah. is just some video to it, or you don't. But a lot of people are seeing, oh snap, you can actually make a podcast and you can start to meet people and you can really make a career out of it. Mm-hmm. That's where it's becoming popular. So a lot of people are more open to it. So I want to go to Japan where they're doing IPAs now. Uh, and I start following somebody on Instagram who uh, focuses on Japanese beer because they live in Japan or they go back and forth to Japan. I want to go to I want to go to Russia. Russia. Russia's definitely got some beers. I mean, I want to go to China. I want to I go all these different places because you're going to see a whole yeah. different perspective of craft beer instead of me just being California focused. Because I love don't get me wrong. Like I still got to drive up to parts of California that I haven't been. And, and just how you said, people don't leave California. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people may not even leave a zip code. Like, I mean, I know. It, it's crazy. It's, it's that it, it's, but it's you get caught up in the day to day that you don't think about it. You don't go step out. Like, I haven't even went to yeah. go to Redwoods yet. Like, I went to Pismo Beach, and to me, Pismo Beach in, in California, like two hours away from LA, 
that's probably one of the most beautiful beaches because like the sand dunes, like it's just big mountains of sand, but you ATV ride on it as the sun sets. And then I was like, man, I should have thought about like what brewery should I go to to have that to have that feeling? Like I want to go to the Bahamas and drink uh, local crab beer from the Bahamas because they got it. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, I did that. That was See? fun. Like it's so much. It's so many things, man. The world. The world is just so. It's so unique. It's just so unique. Yeah, I mean, it's it's endless, endless, man. Endless yeah. opportunity, endless possibilities. You know, yeah, that was, I agree. That's funny because that, yeah, like that was like one of my question too. In our lives, the world is so small now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it seems small just because you you watch on you watch on YouTube or you watch on TV, but reality is it's way bigger than that. Again, that's one that's one company's perspective, and that's what mm-hmm, something bro. that I'm getting to understand is as I talk to different brewers, even in, in California, it's like the, you know, the, the, the Brewers Guild for whatever city or state you're in, that's their perspective. Like every city and state got its own feel. Every county got its own feel. And you just multiply that times whatever with different countries who got multiple tribes and multiple mm-hmm. religions or multiple, right. you know, philosophies of how life should go. Like it's Whoa. so much bigger. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of funny because because I was just I was watching two shows that were in Italy and they were two different they were two different perspectives. So it was two different. It was one with Stanley Tucci, and then there was one with uh, that shit so uh, good. Abby and Giada, and mm-hmm. they were and they were both in Italy, but they were totally different uh, aspects of the show. How they narrated it, how they interacted with the people. So so you can mm-hmm. definitely uh, see that it's definitely do the eyes of whoever is doing the narration and doing their vision of what they want mm-hmm. project on the screen. So you definitely can take right. a mm-hmm. multiple multitudes of angles. So with that being said, like if, if you had if somebody came to you right today and say, we want to make this show right now, what would be the first uh, place around the world? Where would be the first place you want to go? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to have to go. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nah. <laughs> I would tell him. He's going to leave us high and dry. Nah, I, would, I, would, I, I, I remember like when I, when I, I asked myself that question too, Rob, and I, the first place in my mind at, in the beginning was like, I wanted to go to Japan, but that's also my bias of being a nerd who likes anime and things of that nature. So I always wanted to visit and see that culture. But really, as I got a chance to look at it and just, mm-hmm. I forgot the article that someone wrote about, uh, black people and craft beer, not just in the States, but also just say it. Um, Don't want to say it. Yeah, just in the continent of Africa, known as Africa. I was yes. like, I want to go. That's what might be my first. And and I and again, I say the continent because a lot of people think Africa is a country, but right. that's where I would want to go first. Like my stepdad's uh, from, uh, he's from Nigeria. So I want to go to Lagos and I want to go see what type of craft beer they would have. I want to go yes. to. Sierra Leone and see that. Mm-hmm. I would want to mm-hmm. go to uh, you know, a lot of people don't visit the Congos because of what's going on in the Congos. And that's a whole nother story that we can get into <laughs> off, off camera. But um, I would want to go to the Congos. I, I just want to go to places uh, like Niger. And there's so many, there's so many countries in the continent of, yeah. of Africa that like has so many different types of beers. And that's where I want to go. And also because again, selfishly, I want to just feel that that vibe, feel that right. you know, feel that energy from being from being there. Because again, you gonna have you gonna have that energy, man. Like a lot of people who go there. My auntie went to Ghana years ago, and she said she just had a feeling. And like I know what that feeling is. That's just like you home. And regardless of what what country, what tribe you listening to, talking to, like you home. Like you on you on the beginning of of us as a species. So. That would be yeah. first and foremost, and uh, definitely- I, I agree with you. That's that's my that's that would be my ultimate experience of beer. Um, you just a beer experience is is seeing how it's made, seeing if it's different. 
uh, mm-hmm. from how we how we process how we do things here. I imagine that it would be because um, but that just that's just, again, me being ignorant to uh, what me technology too. and resources exactly. that, it, that it would be, you know, it would be for all I know, it's, you know, the the, the same science and technologies would go into it. But um, I, I imagine that we've um, here Americanized it like, you know, it with most things and, yep. you know, added uh, components and now modernized we, it. Now we. Well, well, <laughs> when I say that, agreed agreed uh so i i imagine that uh and, and that i think stemmed from our visit to, to montclair and and visiting um and and learning what's my man's what's my man's name it's leo leo uh, leo it is leo okay i thought i was gonna mess it up leo um who's you know from africa and you know, still uses his mom's recipes and learn how to brew from his mom, who's from Africa. Mm. So that really was like, oh my God, like really? That's a a, a woman kind of domesticated uh, skill set. And I'm joking. Thing- I'm joking. His name was Lonnie. I'm just joking. Was Leo. <laughs> but you know what? I, I want to see it made that way. You know, I want to yes. see the beer made like, like he was talking about it. Like exactly just from in the, the pots. The and- yeah. Like- yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Think about it. Like most, most, as I was doing my little research on beer, like when I first got the show started, because one of my friends who's a videographer, he's like, "Why are people even going to watch your show?" And he was like, he gave me a whole list of how when he works with big companies like AT and T and other companies like that, he was like, "These are this is how they approach me when I say I want to work work uh, for them." And so he was breaking it down, like, "What history do you know about it?" And most, and most when it comes to beer, like women. And, and it's a lot of things like us as men, like most of the time they you and I'll just say it. Women just utilize us as like you go out there and lift the shit I can't lift. And, like, <laughs> and that's just really what it was. And like and they would do everything else. And like and I know that changed whatever period of time that changed where men became politically into it and all this stuff like that. But it, it like with beer, anytime you think anytime you read up on beer, like women started that like women were the ones making beer. Like they would make beer right. and they would give it to right. men who came back from being out in the field or whatever that case may be. And that and that to me is like I want to I do want to get it from a woman's perspective and see how uh, women do it, because, you know, most of the time in the States, you just see you see males do it. And like shout out to Harlem Brewing Company uh, with, with, with the, the black woman who, who brews there. Who I want to interview her as well and just really get. I just want to get into that, like my again, showing craft beer for a different from a different angle. Cause I think a lot of people and like the I don't know if y'all know about the the beer network. That's probably like the one of the biggest beer podcasts um in the in the United States. But they started off when I was talking to one brewer, he was like, Man, I remember the days where they was just trying to interview everybody just to, to get on. But now a lot of them have they're either running a brewery or they have connections with a brewery that like sponsored them or that they do promo for. But I was like, that's just their, that's just their side. Like, I mean, the way that y'all do things, man, like it's people that I was like, I didn't even know who, like, yeah, it was Sean D from 17% drip. I was like, I remember seeing those, those glasses and I always wanted to get one, but I was like, oh, I mean, I always keep saying, yeah, I'm gonna go buy one. And I always forgot to do it. And then I, I watch his interview and I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. And then it just keeps going on and on. You get so many different perspectives from so so many different people. And that's why, especially with craft beer and why craft beer is becoming such a big thing. It's not big. It was never big. It was always what it was like libations, pouring libations. People pour beer (laughs) like because they 
because that was something that you could make easily. Like if you think about fermentation, like that was a, that was a thing that you didn't have to be ab above and beyond super intelligent to do. You just start seeing something boil and <laughs> bubble and you're like, oh, something's happening right here. And then you just keep keep doing the process. So like I'm just excited about it, man. I'm really I really am. Like I keep telling myself, don't give up. Uh, don't just uh, be uh, boxed into one thing. And and I want to interview right. people from around the world, man, because I, I think you, we're going to learn so much more. And, and even when we actually see, sit down and see each other in person, like at the either the, uh, the Barrels and Brew Fest or even if I just come up there and, and, and just really just be like, man, let's just go have a beer. Let's just talk like we're going to learn so much more by going to places because it might be breweries I never went to that I'm going to be like, man, let's go. Like, All I right. mean. Right. I'm visiting, so I want to. I want to see it all. I'm trying to. I'm trying to go wherever right. y'all typically is like. Man, that's like an hour away. Fuck it, let's go, man. Let's drive. Right, right, right. 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 Yeah. And we'll be like, you drive. We'll show you. The <laughs> <laughs> show you where to go. Now, now this is kind of shifting focus, but you said you were a nerd, and I know uh, on Fridays there's beer. Um, there's beer nerd Friday. So what? What is that? Because you do it is with uh, two other beer drinkers. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes and, um, Black. Black bearded black nerd or something like that. Black bearded nerd and, and Kiki Suggs, man. And like it's called Black Nerd Fridays. And um, like we we connected because I uh, when I did my interview with uh, my show with Ren, Black Bearded Nerd, we were just talking. I just like his vibe. I was like, bro, he just wears being a nerd like just out in public. Like he got the Black Panther hat. He got the Batman. Batman's his favorite character, so he uh, so he got Batman in the background of every beer review he does. And I was just like, bro, I love anime. I love comic books, all that. And he was like, well, man, we should. I was, he was like, bro, let's do an episode. I was like, for sure. And then I just was thinking, what would the name be? And I just came in with Black Nerd Fridays because I was like, man, like we should do it on Fridays. And then everybody, there's a whole bunch of black black nerds, period, man. Like they out there deep. Shout out to all of them, who, especially the women who do cosplay. I love that y'all do cosplay. Keep doing cosplay. <laughs> Please do. Because it's a beautiful thing watching black women do dress up in the characters that a lot of people be like, why are you doing that? Um, but with Black Nerd Fridays, with Kinky Suds, like with, with Denise, like I when I when I found out that she was a cosplayer, when I found out that she liked uh, anime and comics, like her intelligence, again, she has a PhD and, and yeah. I believe it's microbiology, if I'm not mistaken. But like the way she looks at things, especially craft beer and how she breaks it down, she does the same thing with with comic books and anime and, and, and animated series and shows. And I was like, I just love having that conversation with her when we had an opportunity to talk on our show just randomly when I was getting off of work. And I was like, I told Ren, I was like, man, we need to. I was like, what you think about bringing Denise? And he was like, man, crazy, because me and her had a conversation on the episode um, when I when I was interviewed with her. And he was like, bro, I think that would be great. And so we did it. And it's going crazy. Like we got a logo that's coming out. So I can't wait to wait to get the merch going for that. But they fin the, the artist is finishing that up. And it's really it's fun, man. Like we literally we don't just sit there and be like, I like this show. I don't like this show. We really go on the, from a perspective of a black folks <laughs> and then be like <laughs> a, a societal uh, a societal structure aspect of like how that's in, in, uh, integrated into the show. Because I think for people who are nerds who watch anime, I'm talking about like the early 80s and the 90s anime. That was real graphic. Uh, and they called it uh, OVA. So probably like. Uh, I don't know what the OVA stands for, but it's like an animated video type of situation. But them things was expensive, A. And then B, like my mom, like I remember one time I picked up something from Blockbusters in the, in the 90s. I was like, can I get this? And I, I saw 
you know, I saw I saw bits and pieces of it. She was like, hell no, you can't get because you got a picture of a girl, you know, a woman titties out, like blood coming <laughs> off. It, it, was, it was like, hell no, you can't watch it. And, and, but like that, it, but it, as you get to know about the artist, as you get to know about the, the person who made this comic or made this uh, the animated movie, like you get to, it's a lot of things, it's a lot of su- uh, suppressed things in like Asian culture, but not only that, with us as in general too, how we look at a naked body, how we look at women, how, how, how men, when it comes to masculinity, how that's, and how that, how that plays into the, into our thought process of what it is to be a man. A lot of that shows in a lot of these shows, comic books, anime. And I, I always find it fascinating because again, it's a whole culture within itself. And a lot of people probably be like, nah, that's not a culture, but it really is like, it's, it's people that's making a lot of, I mean, Crunchyroll literally just got sold by AT&T, I think for it was like $2.5 billion. So like to me, if I was AT&T, I would have kept Crunchyroll first and foremost. But we're talking about a company that literally just makes sure that you can watch anime either the same day that it drops in Japan or the next day. And it's sold for two point five billion dollars. Mm. Like like you you better stop playing like it's it's a marketing anything. We make anything valuable. And I right. think that art is always going to be valuable. So that's really why we got into Black Nerd Friday is really just to have a good time. man. we get to drink beer. We get to talk about shows. We do it for for about an hour. I try my best to stay within that hour timeline. But that's you know we do all that off of straight live stream. We go stream yard. You know sponsor a stream yard. Stop playing. Um, <laughs> you know, like go, go, we go we straight we do straight out. And that's from from y'all too. By the way, man, shout out to y'all because when y'all was on the stream yard, I'm like, man, I was on the phone trying to look at everybody's names and faces, <laughs> like. You know, I, I, I listen to episodes, but I always caught maybe like in between like the 30 or 40 minutes or so and never really like started from the beginning. So I felt I'll be honest, I feel super embarrassed on my phone, putting my glasses on, trying to see all, all of y'all on the damn screen. And then and then when y'all send me the when y'all send me the audio in the video, I was like, oh, this is great. And I mean, and then shout out to 85 South Show. Like they was like, why wouldn't you take your audio or video? And you, that's multiple forms of content that you have. So I was like, man, I'm bullshit. I'm playing myself. So we got on that, man. I, I easily, I just go, <clears throat> I just go, I download the audio. I download the video. I still work on chopping it up like y'all do. Like I still ain't got the, you know, the nice introduction music and all that. But I'm working on that. But it's just, it's just fun times, man. Like it's, so it's really fun. we got, we got our own producer. So. Oh, on producer, so we cheated mm-hmm. on that. So, so you're saying that so you're saying that uh, StreamYard should sponsor us? <laughs> hey, definitely, man. They, and, they, and DM them like that's what I was doing. Like I still got to do that with some of the um some more breweries and and also a lot of the companies. Like when, especially for Black Nerd Fridays, I, I hit up Netflix, and I mean we only got a couple. We only got like a hundred people that's following us on Instagram, but I hit up Netflix. I hit up um, Funimation. I hit up. Uh, Crunchy roll. I'm like, man, like, I'm like, hey, we trying to partner up. And like, right. I know they're probably looking at me like, bro, you ain't your YouTube channel. You when you go live, you probably got four people watching. I was like, that's cool. Y'all, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, and, and that four gonna turn into six, six, eight, ten, and keep going. And that's just right, how we right. do it. I'm not worried about I had to check myself on that even with beer talk. Now I was so concerned about that's why it took me like a year to start it. I was like, man, nobody gonna watch this. Like all my, my cousins and friends, like as they do. Family says the family does it because they love you, but a lot of times right. also putting their own negative aspects because they didn't go jump for something the same yeah. way. But, but the one my cousins who did was who did say, "Man, just yeah, that that's gonna be fire, bro. Like you love beer, that's gonna work. Like the same thing with anime. Like just start 
start man, start from the bottom, start building up your base and keep rising from there. So that's like as y'all did, like for real. So right. I just appreciate it. No, I got I got I got I guess a two I guess it's like two part well, it's a two for I guess question in terms of if you could have any guest on Beard Talk now, who would it be? Mm. And I guess the same thing would be for uh, uh Black Nerd Fridays. <laughs> like anybody, it could be yeah. anybody. Man, I think I'm gonna say probably, and it's probably like it's gonna be a large answer that one, but I, I probably say all the black brewers and home brewers, like Crown and Hops from my last Instagram live, what I did with uh beers and bars. Shout out to them, man. Shout out OT and Kamal. Like we literally were on there. The hour was ending, and then Tio had asked a question about hip hop and craft brewer craft breweries and how they utilize the intellectual property without paying paying just dues. And I didn't really understand the question. And then he hopped on, man. And I, and you know, he was all like, oh, like we went crazy. And I know y'all interviewed <laughs> Benny, but I was just like, to me, like, I love seeing, cause like Crown and Hops to me, like they really push forward that agenda, at least on the, on the mainstream view, yes. if we can call it that. Like they really like, no, this is what we about. And we, they making moves to do it. Right. And, and so I want to interview not only them, which I, I shot them, I shot, I sent a DM to them, I think like a couple of days ago. On I keep I'll keep sending it and just like when y'all interviewed the uh, the dude for the barrels and, and the brew fest like I want to reach out to him I want to Al, Al Sharpton you know what I mean like I, it, all of all of these people when I got on Instagram and was like oh shit there's a lot of black people <laughs> who like craft beer besides me like right, right. I want to interview and then take that and interview crab black craft brewers around the world and and just and keep it going because like we got a story man and like we just we don't. We don't we don't we don't come uh, collaborate with each other. So I appreciate y'all for for even a getting on the show with me uh, with Beer Talk now. But then B was like, hey, man, you want to do an episode? And I think that to me, that's a big that's a big thing to me, man, because like I said, y'all the only group <laughs> that I saw that's like for real been doing this for a, for a minute. And like and y'all vibe well, all of y'all. And that's a beautiful thing. And not and not and it's and one of y'all could be on the show. Everybody else could be off for the day. But it's still that uh, bruising banter podcast. And I think that's fire. So, uh, well, we, we try. Well, we appreciate yeah, we, it. We, we, we <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. It's, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good, man. It's, hey, hard, hard, hard work pays off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they say consistency is key. So if you just keep on pushing, um, I think like even Joe Budden said he did it for like two and a half years before he got anything, and then exactly, and then it happened. <laughs> But look at y'all, man. Y'all, y'all out here, Yoda out here having a, uh, a conversation <laughs> with DJ. Come on, bro. Like, can we, can for real, man, like, I I, I, I I, put the fire emojis up on, on Instagram and all that. But, like, seriously, man, I watch Dream Chaps. Like, Noriega to me is, like, how I want to do with, with the Beer Talk Now podcast is, like, literally just sit there and just drink beer and, like, just run my mouth and, and just have a good time. Like, Get almost, get almost drunk, not really. Not, I don't want right, right. like, to. It's been, it's been episodes where Noriega, I'm like, not every single one, but majority of majority. them, like, dude, is fading. And he's smoking, and he's drinking. And I'm just like, but the thing is, that's who he is. And right. y'all to have DJ EFN, who like literally showcased, like, he had the culture beer. Like, I mean, like, that's to me, that's that's showing that y'all are like being listened to by people. Like what E40 said when he was on Earn Your Leisure, he was like, when you're in a room, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And I remember right. my mom always said, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But when E40 said, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. That's why he was able to get a distribution deal with the largest distributor of alcohol in the world. 
And I'm like, mm -hmm. because, because people were like, oh, the E40 is like really about that when he did his beer, the E40 beer. The, um, I think that was it had to be like a Belgian, if I'm not mistaken. That one was like 10%, but it was, it was super sweet. But I still finished that joint because E40. <laughs> um, and, and it was, but it wasn't that it wasn't good. It was just like, man, I should have just went with it. Like, I wish he would do a small can, but he did. He did the 40 ounce for, you know, for, it was 32, but he did the 30 in the 32 ounce or bigger because, again, from his, his namesake. But like, what y'all, what y'all doing, man? Like, that's, I'm telling you, like, that's where y'all, it's motivation, but it's also like, I'm, I'm in the right path because it took y'all a while uh, to get where y'all went. But also, it was like, y'all just had a good vibe. And by having a good vibe, and one thing I love about uh, Black Nerd Fridays is that, that collaboration with two co-hosts, like, it is so, it's so, so much easier to like, offer this name. Yeah, seriously, yeah. name or if I for, forget like where the hell I was even going with a conversation, right. they just take over and I'm just like, cool, I can put, I can on StreamYard, I could just go off and put them on the camera. I can, I can get a drink. I can go to the bathroom because I know they're going to talk at least 10, 15 minutes. So <laughs> that, it just makes it, it just makes it easier, man. So that, that's, uh, man, it's, it's, it's just a good feeling, man. Like I, I tell you, like yeah. when I started, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like I was recording, I was doing two hour episodes and, and even the, the guy, Adam was like, man, this is a long ass episode because we talked, I think we had like six or eight different 32 ounce beers from uh, one of his breweries that closed down called Quiffis Quayley. And literally we had, we drank all of them. Wow. And we, we literally, and he, and he was like, and he, luckily he took the bar. So it was not a, <laughs> deal. but we was right. in my apartment at the time and I was just right. like, I was I was gone. I was like, we had such a great time. And as I listened to the interview, it wasn't that we were like just going sidetrack. We literally were staying on topic. But you could tell I was just I was toasted because I had a <laughs> lot of beer. And like we're talking like eight percent, ten percent, eleven percent. So we was just right. like drinking and 32 ounces. So you're talking about a pint each, but he wasn't really always drinking a pint from each can. So you know, I was finishing them up. So it was it was a whole it was a whole different uh Different, different world. So you, you was like, you, you got home. You got. I didn't even know you left. I laid down as soon as he left that episode, man. I literally, I was like, you on the bar train? Yeah, I'm on the bar train, man. I laid down, woke up. It was nine o'clock in the morning after when I woke up. Like mm. went to bed by eleven thirty. Woke up nine o'clock, and I was like, man, that was a good episode. That's yeah. What it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, but we actually—I uh, mean, you see you out there doing your thing. I mean, you were just out there with uh, Helicosta and, uh, yes. and doing, and with the June, uh, the June team collaboration. Yes. They all doing at what is the federate federation? So it's uh, Oak Park that does is doing the Juneteenth uh, for you know June nineteenth, uh, Saturday, June nineteenth. But with uh, Raj, who's who's the head brewer there, our, our co-brewer, however it goes, because Jeff is a, a brewer too, brewer right. slash co-owner of the uh, Oak Park. Um, uh, Raj was like last time when they did the. Um, Oh, the Black History Month beer. He wanted to go to each brewery and brew at those facilities, and then when the beer was done, it just to to collect it and bring it to Oak Park. But he didn't get that opportunity because it was just kind of last minute. And he want, he he always want to make sure that the 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 event that's being thrown gets done and it's not delayed. So I had the opportunity when he was like, "Hey, man, I saw he was at Hunters Point Brewery, which is a uh, black-owned brewery as well." Uh, and when I say black-owned, either either 50% or fully. So I'm just pointing, I believe it's 50% uh, black owned, but still black owned. Uh, but he right. uh, was there and I was like, I was getting off of work and I I was looking at my phone on IG and I saw that he took a picture saying they stuck in traffic in, in, in the SCO in San Francisco. 
And I hit him up like, bro, what do you, man, you didn't tell me you was going. I was like, man, I would have left work, bro. I would have came with the Hunters Point left work <laughs> and like really been like, hey, man, I'm, I'm here with Oak Park. They doing the Juneteenth. And he was like, oh, man, we're going to be there in Oakland uh, either Saturday or Sunday. So he, Saturday went by. Saturday night, he was like, hey, so we're going to be there at 730. And I was like, yo, man, hey, that's that's what's up. So I got there 11 o'clock because he said I'm out of here by 330. And they were there, they were brewing, and I was like, man, it's a beautiful thing, especially with Helicoastal, because Chaz and Mario, they're still working to get their um, their brick and mortar. Now they're looking at, do they want to do that? Do they want to do uh, a home, like at-home brewing? Because here in California, like especially in Richmond, where I'm staying at now, in Richmond, California, there's actually uh, uh, Origin Brewer. She's, uh, she's a brewer who brews her beer at home, but she can sell it at city limits in Richmond. But like she doesn't have to have a brick and mortar. So her whole backyard or when I did an episode with her is like it's her brewery. And I'm oh, like, that's wow. a ways that when I mentioned that to them, they was like, oh, yeah, we were already talking to her about that. And I was like, I'm thinking like what other states can do that for black brewers who who may not get the uh, the Kickstarter or the GoFundMes to to raise enough money to, to have the brewery that they want to have, can they, does the state or the county or city allow them to do that in their backyard to where they can sell right. at levels? And that's, and that's to me, the beauty of it, man. Like I just, I, I, I never, I told myself not to be envious, man. And it's easy to get envious of people uh, because you, you feel like you put in some work and it doesn't happen. But one thing about craft beer that I enjoy and like, especially seeing y'all um, winning the way y'all winning is like, man, that's just, that just opens the door for a different perspective for somebody else to come in and 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 so forth and so forth. Like it's not a it's not a competition, man. Like the only competition is yourself. And it's still taking me time, even right. in my regular nine to five, to realize that like I'm not competing with you. Cause it cause like th- even if you even if you in sports, like every athlete, like uh Dame Lillard, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, they not they're not competing with the person that that's guarding them, they competing with themselves. Like Steph Curry taking all the shots that he take every day. You know what right. I mean? Like that's what they competing to be 1% better than what they were the day before. And like, it still takes a long time to ingrain that in your head. And, and hopefully with my daughter, that she sees me doing these shows, uh, cause she, uh, she probably gonna come down a little bit uh, and be like, all right, get your ass off of here. Cause you know, <laughs> it's our time, but it's really like this, you are your competition. Cause you got to look yourself in the mirror every day, man. And like, that's right. Me, even in my thirties, you know, in my young thirties, it was like it's still hard to do because I'm not at the level that I want to be at, or, or when I'm sitting around with people and they talking about their businesses or whatever that they got, and you don't have it, it's hard. But with craft beer, uh, with the podcast game, whatever it is, man, you really got to be like, yeah, I appreciate that, and and give people their flowers, like Noriega say, man. We constantly don't say thank you to people who inspire us or make us want to do better. And then when they die, we want to talk about how great they were uh, right. instead of, instead of, especially with social media, man, I could, I, I tell my girl, I love Tony Braxton. I'm just putting it out there, man. Tony Braxton. I'll be, I love, her. <laughs> I love Tony Braxton. And I, I DM her like maybe a month ago and say, I just, cause I was talking to my girls, listening to Tony Braxton. I said, Tony Braxton, you, you are not only an amazing singer, but you really was in the nineties. You was holding it down for a lot of the songs. If I wouldn't listen to Michael Jackson or listen to my, Cousin, when they was listening to hip hop, man, I was listening to that baby, 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 baby. Ooh, I, I was like, come on. So I said, hey, I DM'd her like, hey, I love you. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm glad you're still working. I'm glad you're still putting it, putting in work. And didn't get no response, but it's like, <laughs> with, with social media, that's what it is. There is no, um, 
there's no roadblocks. You just got to shoot your shot right. and keep moving, man. And then right. Right. one of them, right. one of them motherfuckers gonna fall, and then y'all gonna be like, oh, okay, yeah, he really right. did. Yep, that's yeah. that's. What <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. That's, that's what we learned. That's what we learned. We learned. Yeah. Hey. You can only, yeah. I mean, they can, people can only say no. Hey, no they can only ignore, cool. ignore you, say yes, ignore or, you or say, say no. no. And guess right, what we right, want to Keep it moving. Exactly. Right, yeah. We're going to ask yeah. the next person. Somebody's going to say yes. Right, right. But, but don't don't read it and not respond. Because I, <laughs> I, remo- I can't keep it moving. I got to say something at this point. <laughs> Yoda, Yoda, hey, Yoda be going hard, man. Like, I mean, when, when you wasn't on, I forgot. I don't know what episode you wasn't on. I'm like, that. See, Yoda would have said something. Like, hey, Yo, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was off for a couple weeks. Like, man, three, that man. Bro, you you are hilarious, man. You really yeah, you you just no filter and you literally be like, nah, that don't even that don't even sound right to me. You don't you don't respond back to my DM. Like or you don't know, you read it and then you don't respond. Yeah, oh, yeah. Don't 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 read like just not read it at all. That I, I don't agree. I don't mind I, I don't mind that. But if I see that you've seen it, you're gonna get like four more uh, messages after that. Um, uh, all right, um, uh, well, because I know you talked about the uh, quickly about the the new logo. Like, what was the uh, I guess the the thought process behind what, getting a new logo? You just wanted something fresh. Yeah. So I had the beer talk now with the two mugs. I just created that on uh, I, I forgot what website that was because I just wanted to get a logo. And my friend, shout out to my friend Ajikari from Anonym, anonymityfilms.com. He was like, logos are going to change crazy until you find one that you like. So I had um, a shout out to Raj Black's Brew Beer, uh, who was the brewer at Oak Park, who did this logo, uh, did this logo design. He, he sent me to a, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Leroy, who made me a different logo, but it was more cartoonish. And I still like it. And it's up on my on the Instagram now. Uh, mm-hmm. But when he made this one, I was like, I told him, I was like, I want something real simple because I was always trying to incorporate the beer mugs or something just so people when they see the Beer Talk Now logo, it's like, OK, it's about beer because. I was like, that's in my mind. And that's why you always give, if you can't figure it out, you always give the give, give it to artists and let them do it. And he came, right. up with, came up with this logo. And I always wanted a microphone in the logo, but I just didn't know how it was placed. And with the hops at the bottom, excuse me, I was like, okay, that works. So he, because he, I told him, I want people to look at it. And he said it too, Raj. Uh, he was like, I want people to look at Beer Talk Now logo. If I took the Beer Talk Now away and I just had the, the, microphone with the circle and the hops at the bottom they would know who logo that was yeah and i was was, that's like because he said like a nike swish a swish you don't you don't everybody know what that nike swish is and you don't have to have nike under the bottom of it for them to know and i was like cool so he did that and we're working on getting uh some merch i told myself i need to you know get my damn tax deductions by being a business (laughs) and making some profit because they said this is my third year so shout out to the IRS for that. <laughs> and so I, it, it, it needs to not be a hobby. Uh, so I got to make some type of profit. So I thought that this was an easy logo. I, I like it. We tried a couple other renditions with it. And I was like, yeah, let's just stick with this one, man. So I'm going to post that on once I get some more merch in June um, and make that happen. But I like the logo thing is fun. And it's crazy how a logo, like even for y'all, like I still want that. Um, I think it was a purple the purple shirt, maybe that Rob G that you had on, man. I was trying to find that on the website, but I was, it was gone. And or it was a gold one. It was one of them joints. Oh, the purple that Lou had. Yeah, Lou yeah, had yeah. that was okay. Lou. Yeah, that was Lou. 
And I was like, man, I couldn't find that joint. I was like, y'all got to bring that back. Y'all can do, y'all can do a, spe- a special, uh, you know, maybe a year from now, next year from now. I'll wait. You know, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, we can definitely, we can definitely yeah, bring that. Was, bring that, that was a special, that was a special order. That was a special yeah, that order. Yeah, that was, and I was, <laughs> and purple my favorite color. So I was like, oh, this is fire, man. And like, y'all logo yeah. is very, it's just something that's like, okay, I know who logo that is. Like you take the Bruce and Banner podcast away. You put that, put that art there. I'm like, I know who that is. And like, that's what. With logos, what you want to be. Some people complicate it like myself because you're stuck on one image and then someone changes it and you're like, oh, damn, I should have thought about right. that like six months ago. Right. Um, so. Yeah, true. All right. Um, any more questions for uh, Dino? No, crack this last beer, man, while y'all keep, you know. And if we end it, that's good too. I'll just drink this last beer. Man, I'm on beer number three, just so y'all know. You're going to have to chuck it. We wrap man. it up. Chuck, 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 chuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we always uh, go, we always like to know how people can find you on these worldwide webs, these IG, uh, and anything else you're doing. Like, uh, so um, while he's uh, pouring his beer, uh, so where can they where can they find you? Where do you, where you be at on IG? Um, um, <laughs> I'm on the dark web at W. <laughs> nah, I mean. Um, Beertalknow.com. Uh, I know I got to format, set up the format better on that, but I haven't been on that website in a minute. But you got my uh, Instagram, uh, Beer Talk Now, YouTube, Beer Talk Now. Uh, just I just set up a Twitch, Beer Talk Now, which has nothing on it. Uh, my Twitter is finally back, Beer Talk Now. Uh, one is on is on uh, is on my Twitter because they unsuspended me because I forgot my password and, and tried too many times. So. <laughs> But yeah, definitely, definitely help for the audience, man. And I appreciate everybody who watch who, who watches this or just watches Bruising Banner Podcast in general. Like, definitely go to that YouTube channel, hit up, hit, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. I got a lot of good episodes coming that way. They're older. Some, I mean, a lot of the episodes are older that I've already released the audio for, but the video, um, again, it's a, it's a big file, and I'm breaking them up into sections. So, because that's one thing I did learn is that you got to section them off. Because sometimes some people will sit and listen to the whole hour. Especially with a podcast, as long as it's audio, they have no problem. Video is a different story, so I'm, I'm working to do that bite size, that five, ten minute uh, span, so that they can listen mm-hmm. to us. Yeah, definitely gotta subscribe and check it out. You know, what I mean, Absolutely. good times, man. You get to see me in person, man. You know, there set, you go. that is just behind the microphone, right? <laughs> you, get, you get to so, see his, his locks grow because they, 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 they were small last yeah, time. Yeah, when I started <laughs> off, man, you know, my, my gut grew too, so I'm working on that. <laughs> was like, she was like, it was big, but now it's even bigger. I was like, thanks, babe. <laughs> I appreciate the comment. <laughs> All right, yeah, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at I am 302. <laughs> that's just something I got to get used to. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's man, crazy, crazy, right? <laughs> nah, crazy. but you know what's crazy? IG gets on my nerves, right? Because right. I got to wait 14 days if I wanted to use, uh-huh. go back to my 302 Yoda. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if I'm going to go back to it, but I, mean, gotcha. I don't know. Yeah, Gotcha. Yeah, right, that's, so dumb. You. that's so dumb that they make you wait for yeah, y'all to change the opportunity name to change. make a mistake. Because what they say is that they give you 14 days so you can change it back to what you had the old my old account back to 302 Yoda in case I just want to use that account, but I'm not using it no more, so they should just let me freaking yeah have my way. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, <laughs> 14 days, sir. 14 <laughs> days, two weeks. Yeah, uh, my name course. is Lou Belgium. I'm on them Instagrams. 
right. Oh, you uh, catch me on Clubhouse too at I O L T. There you go. You, you, you still about, got that? You still got that little the confetti next to your name? No, not no more. Yeah, Clubhouse so is cool. Clubhouse is cool. Yeah, yeah remember that I had the confetti because I was a new guy, but I ain't. I don't got it no more. Okay, oh, but can you make a club? Can you, can you I make can make a club, club yet. I'm even in a club now. Oh, can you make a club? I can make a club now because it's about activity or whatever you are. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> you can find Bruising Banter Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bruising Banter Podcast. You can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can even say, Alexa. Hey, Bruce and Banner Podcast, because we are on Amazon Music. And mm. I know I always say this, but we are everywhere. iHeart, Pandora, anywhere. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Dev Drinks Craft Brew. Uh, he had to jump. Yeah, I think he had technical difficulties at the end, so yeah, he, he fell off. Um, yeah. If you want to follow me, Rob Stay Bruising, because I don't think I said this uh, before. It's right there, Rob Stay Bruising yeah. uh, uh, yeah. on IG uh, all the time. Uh, this has been uh, episode 122. One beer talk. 20. Now we want to thank again our guest. Give me a, give me a round of applause. Last thing for you get off uh, is uh, on Facebook is Beer Talk Now TV on Facebook. Beer Talk <laughs> Now TV, and um, I think I am on Clubhouse at the Rob State Bruton as well. Uh, I don't remember actually, but I'm sure if you're on there, you, you find me. <laughs> right. Until next time, it says been episode 121. Till next time, cheers. Have a good week, everyone. Peace. Nope. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 Nope. Yeah. Yep. 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 Y'all still be popping y'all collars? Yeah. Stock reels on the straight. No. Hey, wetter than a lake. Yeah. Poodle in my place.